Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Objective Health. My name's Elliot. I'm going to be your host today. I'm joined in the studio with Doug, Erica and Tiff. Hello. Hello. As usual, we have Damien on the ones and twos in the background. Hello. And today we are going to be talking about a new story, which many of our listeners probably have been following. But just in case you haven't, we are going to talk about the leaked Fauci emails, which give precious insight into what this guy knew about um, around the start of the so-called pandemic. Uh, I believe the dates of this email leak were spanning from between February 2020 and April 2020, if that's correct. Is that correct, guys? Yeah. Yeah. And so, right, we, we, what we've had in the news uh, early June is essentially BuzzFeed, one of the well-known media websites, um, had put in a freedom of information request and based on that had been granted thousands of emails um, from Fauci's um, government uh, email account uh, to various people. There are, I believe there's upwards of 2,000, or is there 4,000? Exactly how many Three, emails? 3,000, I think. It was like oh, just about 3,000, I think. Okay. 2,957. Right, okay, yeah. So 3,000 emails were leaked into the public. Now, if you go onto the Buzz, BuzzFeed website and you type in Fauci email links BuzzFeed. Um, you'll come up with uh, several articles which are looking at how these emails, essentially the, the most important thing uh, demonstrated in these emails is showing how much pressure Anthony Fauci, leader of the National Institute of Health, um, how, much, how much pressure this guy was under at the start of this pandemic and how many emails this guy received and how, how hard he must have been working. But if we actually look at the content of the emails, we see far more interesting information. Now, around the same time, it was earlier on in, um, in 2020, uh, another, um, were they an organization called yeah. Informed Consent, Consent Action Network? Uh, I believe this is um, one of the, the kind of founders of this organization is Del Bigtree who is a, a very well-known voice in the alternative media who has been documenting vaccine side effects, vaccine injuries, uh, highlighting corruption within the pharmaceutical industry uh, for a very long time. Del Bigdry, he's, a, he's, a, he's definitely a, a, um, one of the main voices of the alternative uh, kind of health movement who's looking to, to sp spread the truth on these topics. Anyway, so ICANN, um, they had put in a request um, for these emails early 2020. Um, they had been, had they been declined? Yeah, so they, they basically the NIH uh, had failed to respond originally to these freedom of information requests. Uh, ICANN subsequently brought a lawsuit against the agency in June 2020. So in response to this, uh, the NIH agreed to produce Fauci's emails on a rolling basis. 
Today, ICANN has received 2,957 pages of Dr. Fauci's emails. And these were sent between early Feb and up to May 2020. Now, so what we're dealing with is two leaks, okay, or two um, leaks of the documentation of the emails, one from BuzzFeed and one from ICANN. Now, they are dealing with different kind of dates, but there's a little bit of an overlap. Now, um, recently, um, ICANN had gone on Twitter and said that they were going to be opening up the, these up to the public and sharing them. They were subsequently uh, banned or blocked from Twitter um, because they said that they'd done this. So fast forward. So the emails have been made available to the public. We can see what's on there. And there's been a lot of very interesting information that has come out. What we have seen as a general overview, which we're going to be talking about today, is that there were several things that Fauci um, had said to his colleagues, um, which were categorically um, in opposition to what he said to the public. And so what this indicates is that there has been conscious manipulation, conscious deception on the part of Anthony Fauci and his co-workers, um, and subsequently um, uh, lies uh, spread... Um, Basically, he's he's been lying to the general public and uh, and all of the lockdowns and everything that's come from that ever since has at least partially been um, he is partially responsible for this. I mean, co-worker. Is this a revelation, though? Didn't we already know that Dr. Fauci was an inveterate liar? Yeah, I guess it's just more now- like proof, you know? Yeah. yeah, proof. I guess for the average layperson to make a decision from here, but so far yeah. it seems that nothing's happening. But yeah, he's a liar and we all knew that and the emails prove it. Yeah. Yeah, long story short, uh, we have very clear documented evidence that this guy has been lying uh, to the general public um, and therefore is technically a criminal and should probably be jailed, uh, as is the uh, the opinion of some people who are writing on this topic. Um, but it doesn't look like that is going to happen anytime soon. I'm not sure. Uh, let's see how that, that comes about. So what we ultimately have, if we look at exactly what he said, well, first of all, interestingly, um, information coming out over the past couple of weeks, past couple of months even, this idea of the origins of the coronavirus. So um, originally... It turns out that there were colleagues of Dr. Anthony Fauci who had examined the virus and they had specifically stated that they believed that this virus was not um, it was not consistent to look at this from an evolutionary perspective, um, that this would naturally have evolved from other coronaviruses, as in this virus was looking uh, remarkably so that it had been man-made in some kind or it'd be manipulated in a laboratory now there have been several other scientists who've come out and said that more recently we have Luc Montagnier um, Nobel Prize winning uh, virologist or microbiologist I can't remember but he's very well known um, he has also said very very similar things other microbiologists have looked at the sequences of the um, the viral genome, and they've said that this is not consistent with the kind of what we understand about other viruses. This looks as though it's man-made, and so 
it turns out that very early on there were emails which were essentially um, describing strange sequences of amino acids, strange sequences in the genome which were not consistent and which kind of, um, there, there was a, a, a scientist, his name is, what is it, Dr. Graham, let me find it, the name of the scientist, right, sorry, I've forgotten the name of the scientist, it'll come back to me in a minute, but essentially he had uh, posed this to Fauci and he'd said, look, um, we think this is kind of potentially being grown in a lot come from a lab what do you think and uh and fauci essentially fobbed it off and said um uh what did he say sorry guys i've lost my you're talking about christian anderson right the vir- virologist christian anderson who correct yeah so he he basically uh had sent an email to fauci saying that um parts of this if you look very closely at it look as though they came They've been manipulated, that they came from a lab, or potentially came from a lab. They're not consistent with the evolutionary thing of it. And, um, yeah, Fauci didn't kind of say much uh, back, but there's a good indication that maybe something happened behind the scenes there, like outside of these emails, because later uh, Christian Anderson completely flipped the script and came up with a paper saying this is why, this is the the evolutionary um, pattern or whatever this is the this this proves that it was uh an evolved virus completely dismissing the um the lab leak theory but um later on he actually once this actually once the emails came out he started off by deleting 5000 of his tweets on twitter um and then eventually completely shut down his twitter altogether um so it's just kind of funny that the the emails get leaked and suddenly he completely disappears. Well, disappears from Twitter anyway. Yeah, and the paper that he'd written um, a couple months later was used as evidence across the entire world um, to essentially dismiss anyone who would uh, question the origins of the coronavirus as a conspiracy theorist. And so this was being cited by scientists and health um, organizations across the world. It was really, it was, it was, it was a landmark paper, right? And it was, it was called like the origins of SARS-CoV-2 or SARS-CoV-19, basically making the argument or laying out the argument that this virus categorically comes from the animal kingdom and it is spread from um, animal to human contact. Right. So you remember, you know, what, 18 months ago, uh, the start of all of this stuff, they were talking about how it was being spread from bats, uh, you know, in Chinese uh, markets uh, and because of poor sanitation and because of poor hygiene and they were eating bat soup. That mm-hmm. was uh, evidence for this kind of coronavirus. Well, ultimately, that's um, that's kind of what this paper, from what I understand, is what this paper was trying to, the argument this paper was trying to put forth. Um Turns out that he, uh, you know, he, he got, uh, yeah, almost, <laughs> almost two million, two million in government funding for his yeah. research facility to continue, continue studying viruses. So major shift in perspective there. One minute he's saying, okay, likely a lab leak, and then all of a sudden changes his, changes his tune, comes out with this paper that is quite beneficial. To Fauci's position, because there's also the element here, which is what others have been kind of pointing out, is that 
Fauci historically has um, has been studying gain of function. Um, it's been undertaking gain-of-function research with re- regards to viruses. So how to make viruses more virulent, how to make viruses more deadly, it, w- under the guise of um, kind of learning more about viruses to protect public health, right? But so um, the idea of a lab leak, well, there is also some indication that perhaps they may c- that may come back on Fauci and co. and his colleagues, um, who may actually be kind of uh, connected with this in some way. We're not sure at the moment. But there are numerous ties behind, uh, between Fauci and the kind of circles that Fauci runs in and um, the Wuhan lab or um, the Institute of Virology in Wuhan where this is said to, or the area where this is said to have, have kind of occurred. Yeah. So. Very yeah. dodgy business going on. Fauci is like basically one person removed from uh, funding them directly. You know, it's kind of like there's there seems to be a middleman there, but he essentially is like funding the research at that lab. And um, one thing that is uh, kind of unknown at this point is whether gain of function research was actually going on at that lab. It certainly looks like it was um, and is perhaps. But um, I think I don't think there's a a, um, a silver bullet on that one. You know, it's not like a, we we don't know that for sure mm-hmm, that it was mm-hmm. gain of function research there, going on there. There's some pretty damning evidence, though. Um, one being Eco Health Alliance, which was kind of like a public-private partnership led by Dr. Dazek, who would later be part of the World Health Organization's investigative team to check out the lab leak origin, but um, millions of dollars. And what's interesting here is that this is taxpayer money in the United States to fund this type of research. So I think the biggest kind of hole that these guys are going to fall into is that at least in the United States, American taxpayer money paid for potential gain, gain of function research, or at least tinkering with mm-hmm. these types of viruses that would later turn around and destroy the country, you know, mm-hmm. work-wise, uh, socially, emotionally. And I think that is like the big red flag that that people all over should be paying attention to is that this money was was raised and used by American taxpayers to be shipped to another country because the U.S. outlawed gain-of-function research back in 2017 and continued on through these public-private partnerships, which really don't have any accountability. So I, I personally don't think Fauci's going to go to jail for this because he's kind of immune because he is a government official. But I think him perjuring himself, um, as Rand Paul had asked him questions recently, may be the smoking gun that gets him in trouble. But the bottom line is that they have been using taxpayer money to fund these types of research, turn around and and destroyed a lot of Americans' lives. So I think we're going to see people as I think that's why they're doing damage control on the emails, because they they know that if the average American figures out that their taxpayer dollars funded this research, they're going to be pretty pissed off about it. Absolutely. Maybe that's why they're trying to take people's guns, too. You know, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's I'm totally speculating, but 
it does seem that this these types of third party public private partnerships protect corporations doing very mischievous research from any sort of accountability. Mm -hmm. Does this seem like a limited hangout to anybody else? Because my question is, um, there already have been like numerous papers and articles that came out last uh, March, February, April, saying that there was something freaky about the SARS-CoV-2 virus and that it looked like it was engineered. All that was already out. Anybody who even made that claim was seen as a naughty conspiracy theorist. Facebook mm -hmm. is saying you can't post anything about that now. And now all of a sudden everything flip-flops. Now we can talk a bit about the uh, lab origin of Corona. And mm -hmm. now we can, uh, uh, Facebook went back and said, okay, now you can start posting things about this. Why now? Because to me, these emails don't really tell us anything new. Uh, we already knew that masks don't work. Fauci was on camera saying that masks don't work. Uh, he, I mean, the emails reveal things that were already in the the alternative space. So my question is, why is this coming out now? What's the purpose? What are they trying to distract us from or point? I have us a theory. To? Yeah. I think it. they're trying to pin it on China. I think that it probably wasn't China. It probably didn't leak mm -hmm. from that lab in Wuhan. But that's where everything is heading, right? That's where everything is pointing right now. So I think that this is kind of their way to scapegoat China on it. I think it probably actually came from Fort Detrick. Um, there's been a number of articles up on SOT.net that have uh, made a, a very good case for it actually having come from Fort Detrick. So I think that 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 basically is what they're trying to do. It's kind of like, well, if we, we can we can pin this on China, so it has to come out somehow. So here have Fauci's emails. Yeah, um, interesting way of looking at it. And indeed, um, that seems to be even, I mean, the majority of people who, who, uh, who question the conventional narrative and try to keep up to date with all of the information that's been coming out, it would seem as that whilst they are very well informed in many other ways, um, the immediate jump to conclusion is that it's China, mm -hmm. right? China, China did it, right? Mm -hmm. It's come from China. It's, it's the Chinese... China. Uh, it's the Chinese virus, right? And Fauci is in in bed with China, right? Mm -hmm. That's that's the kind of spin that, that many people are taking on it. And that's mm -hmm. one of the reasons why he wants to kind of uh, suppress the lab leak theory is because of his ties to China. Um, but, of course, you always have to keep questioning and, and thinking, well, okay, what's the... <laughs> What's the layer underneath this? Mm -hmm. <laughs> how how deep can it go? Or is is this being spun in any particular way? And it would seem as though when something gets as much press as this, then we really have to ask the question: Well, why why is this allowed to happen? And why is you know some uh, an agency as big as Buzz, Buzzfeed, uh, which is like international scale um, and has many 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 uh, readers and followers and viewers? We have to ask the question, why on earth are they allowed to publish something like this um, if it could cause so much But damage? isn't BuzzFeed kind of spinning it in a different way? Like, are they really doing hard-hitting, kind of deep-digging journalism on this? 
like <clears throat> I haven't read the BuzzFeed pieces, so I don't actually know. But my understanding is it's pretty softball. You know what I mean? They're saying things like, oh, it shows how hard Fauci has been working and stuff like that. And isn't he a hero? Like it really isn't kind of digging in and saying, wait a minute, this guy is a stupid hypocrite. This is insane. Yeah, well, whilst that's true, um, I think just the fact that they did the Freedom of Information Act and yeah. it's now available to the public, I mean, there's going to be consequences from that, right? So, uh, whilst, Hopefully. I mean, I, I completely Maybe. agree that they are, um, they're, they're whitewashing it um, and they're using it as, as a way to, to kind of uh, show how, how positive or try put a positive spin on it and, and make Fauci the victim in all of this. But either way, um, the public still has access to these thousands of emails now, right? Mm -hmm. So um, who knows? But, I mean, if we go through some of the other stuff contained within the emails, there's some pretty, also some pretty interesting insights here. So um, what should we talk about first? Well, one of the ones that I thought was kind of interesting is that, so there's an email where Fauci tells a CBS reporter that if the mortality rate turns, this was in February, February 16th, 2020. He's uh, telling a CBS reporter that if the mortality rate turns out to be between 0.2 and 0.4%, then SARS-CoV-2 should be treated like a severe seasonal flu. But when the case fatality rate was later revised to between 0.2 and 0.4% by the CDC, Fauci continued to act as if the virus was something far more dangerous. And that, again, is something like not news. Anybody who was paying attention to alternative media and things like that knew that. We were getting reports the whole time saying, no, look, there's, this is not more dangerous than the flu. This is basically the same thing. But, you know, Fauci, talking out of both sides of his mouth, uh, is telling people one thing and then gets on TV and continues to make everybody panic. It's the fear. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Fierci. He he did a <clears throat> a similar run around with masks. Mm -hmm. Um he was asked on several occasions. Um so Fauci um Fauci has said masks may give some partial protection by catching droplets containing virus but the virus is so tiny the viruses can get through can go right through it or around it um basically um what else did he say he said exactly basically he said the masks are ineffective um and that it maybe people who who have who have the virus maybe they should take it but it's not going to have any effect on people who are healthy and who are who do not who who are trying to prevent themselves from getting the virus right so for the vast majority of people they should not be wearing a mask he says okay if someone is sick it might have some effect but ultimately it, there's not really any evidence that it's going to prevent any spread of infection and that it's going to prevent anyone else from getting the infection and so then what does he say uh to the rest of the world well we get mask mandates you know like yeah. everyone is told that they have to stop wearing masks yeah. when that is categorically opposed to what he said so you know what's the purpose this is conscious deception yeah. like the guy knows that masks do not 
prevent the spread of viruses. Now, if you go onto, um, if you type this in, Fauci mask email links onto Google, what you'll see is one of the first things that comes up is a, uh, it's one of these fact-checking websites, basically saying, do the Fauci emails um, prove that masks do not work? And the way that they're trying to spin this is that, well, Fauci was not aware of the research that pr- that showed that uh, that masks could prevent the spread of the virus. That's why he said what he did. Mm. Whereas, no, that's not true. The research never changed. And they were clear about the research prior to coronavirus. You know, no one was ever under any impression that masks prevented the spread of uh, viral particles. I mean, it specifically says on the box. (laughs) (laughs) It says on the box, does not prevent infection. (laughs) <laughs> so yeah we're, we're being gaslighted yeah <laughs> we've been gaslighted this whole time um but we've even we've got it in writing that the guy knew what he was saying was complete and utter bs mm-hmm. and he said it anyway um and and the mandate should have been lifted the day those emails came out you yeah, know what i mean they're still making All people wear masks that's the crazy no, thing about i mean <laughs> everybody's still got to wear their masks I mean, how much more yeah, evidence that's, do you need? That's another thing about these email leaks. Like, nothing has changed. So yep. what is the benefit of any of this? Nothing's changed. It's still business as usual. People are still wearing masks. There's still lockdowns everywhere. People are still claiming that only vaccines can give you immunity, where Dr. Fauci himself, that's another thing that he said in one of his emails, no evidence in this regard, but you would assume that there would be substantial immunity post-infection of COVID. Yeah. So yet, everybody still has to get a COVID shot, even if they've had it. Mm-hmm. Even yeah, if they've had COVID. Obviously, doesn't change the narrative in any way whatsoever. Everything will still continue as usual. They're still trying their damnedest to get as many shots into as many people as they possibly can. Indeed. Um, Another really interesting spin on this. In April 27, 2020, um, the way that I kind of described it is that Fauci appears to dismiss potential life-saving treatment. So he received a report from the chief um, at the NIAID, Dr. Paolo Lusa, um, that said that they treated basically a a group of five patients with potiagrogram potent anti-aggregant medications uh, which I would imagine is to prevent platelet aggregation Um, but I'm not sure about that I'm not sure what the medication is but a specific type of medication apparently in all of them um, they found physiological parameters uh, began to improve within less than two hours they were taken off the ventilators and went on to full recovery basically they found a drug that was really pretty effective at getting very severe COVID patients from uh, a position where they need to be ventilated to a position where they're actually going to recover so pretty good kind of drug in, in an acute setting um, so Fauci merely writes, thanks, Paolo. <laughs> and so apart from pushing uh, a drug which he has uh, many, uh, a drug a drug which is produced by a pharmaceutical company which he has many kind of connections with, but potentially um, kind of finan- financial incentives from, uh, Fauci's response to Dr. Lusa accords uh, with his otherwise singular focus on developing and pushing a vaccine. 
which is kind of mm -hmm. what we've seen with hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin, right? Mm -hmm. it, it doesn't seem as though there's been really any attention paid on paid to drugs, at least in the US, drugs which are highly effective against COVID, which are highly effective against pre preventing uh, COVID and which highly, which increase the um, mortality, sorry, don't increase the mortality, uh, increase survival rates across the board. Um, two drugs that we know of, but probably many, many more. It would seem as though um, Fauci and his team, well, looking at what's happened this year it's fairly clear what the aim was um interestingly he was in talks with bill gates very early on very early on in 2020 um and they were talking about how they could have a collaborative and synergistic approach to covid19 this was in april 2020 right this was kind of before they had any idea of how bad this was long term um, all of the kind of details of the so-called pandemic, uh, they were already collaborating as bodies to figure out how to make a, the next big vaccine, which is what they essentially did. Um, so, of course, as we've seen vaccines being introduced via FDA emergency authorization, well, um, they, they, they were never interested in allowing effective drugs on the market and actually promoting their use because that would have made the vaccine um, a lot harder to bring to the public. Yeah. Well, also on that note, Elliot, they can't have emergency use authorization if they have other therapeutics Precisely. that are shown to work. Mm -hmm. So they, I mean, that's pretty obvious setup right there, like just eliminate all other options so we can just mm -hmm. ram this through. And, and, and as you were saying earlier, people are gaslighted, they're, they're acting out of fear. So they're not going to do the, the deep dives and try and figure out their way through this. They're just going to accept the narrative of a guy who's been running this program for 40 years, who's actually never ever even treated a patient you know like that that should be a damning enough statement in and of itself the guy's never treated a patient and he is making the recommendations for the entire world but we've never been big friends of fauci so no that's true <laughs> yeah indeed um another one about masks sorry i'm just looking at it was in march 31st 2020 uh Fauci receives a summary from his agency of studies regarding how effective masks are at preventing the virus the conclusion was bottom line generally there were no differences when masks were, were used and when masks weren't used so he knew categorically this you know this was this was ineffective um, they knew that there were other drugs which were effective. Mm -hmm. and, and people were banned for talking about them. I mean, the censorship alone should be a, a, a big indicator to people. Well, he's also where it, it's interesting because he was in direct talks with Mark Zuckerberg at Facebook. Mm -hmm. um, they were having phone call discussions. They shared their numbers. They said that they, uh, Fauci actually asked for help from Mark Zuckerberg. He said, I will need your help on this so essentially you know they've been censoring everyone left right and center we have twitter we have facebook we have youtube all of instagram. them have been yeah instagram all of them have been working yeah they have been certainly taking a collaborative and synergistic approach as censoring anything which um which f um potentially threatens the narrative which they um built uh, and have essentially uh, misled the world to believe. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's uh, pretty evident from all of this that Fauci is a total scumbag. I mean, like you said, <laughs> Erica, we've never really big, been big fans of him. I mean, we've been calling this from the beginning, I think, that, you know, he's up there lying, essentially. He's, you know, just straight up gaslighting, lying. And this conclusively shows that it was consciously so. He's not making mistakes. You know what I mean? He's been given the information behind the scenes. He had access to it. He had advisors telling him things. And he chose to go with the narrative that we saw. So mm-hmm. I think he should go to jail, personally. But I don't make the rules. Well, there's one silver lining in all of this, is that the Wuhan bats have finally been exonerated. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if they will file a class action lawsuit they for should. libel. They should. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it's opened up a can of worms, that's for sure. It's opened up a can, can of worms. Now, you think that after after this came out, you'd think that the general public would lose faith in um, in these kinds of individuals, but I don't see that happening anytime no soon, I'll be honest. And I mean, BuzzFeed, what spineless bunch. <laughs> what a spineless bunch to read those same emails and come to a completely different conclusion. Either they are utterly stupid or alternatively, they are also involved in conscious manipulation, conscious deception. Hmm. Um, and these journalists should also be jailed for uh, consciously manipulating public opinion uh, to suit their own gains whatever that be financial ideological who cares mm-hmm. um so yeah we have a bunch of criminals making decisions which affect oh basically everyone in the world a very large portion of people in the world who are really doing it or making certain decisions which do not benefit the large majority of people which benefit themselves, which line their pockets, which further their aims, whatever they are, whether it's eugenics, whether it's financial incentives, whatever it is, they generally do not care um, about the average person. And unfortunately, most people bite into their bullshit. Um, same same kind of situation that we've been in uh, for how long? But ultimately, it's really great just to see it come out, just to see it, just to know. You know, you, even when you, you have a very good idea, to see it on paper is somewhat liberating. So that's what I'm happy about. You know, at least one day, maybe maybe when, maybe when justice can, can be served for a guy like this. Maybe not. Who knows? But um, but at least, at least we know that, you know, what we've been talking about this past 18 months, we've been pretty spot on. Because anyone and with eyes crazy. to see... we're not crazy. Precisely. Anyone <laughs> with eyes to see, with willingness to look and research a little bit, can see it's right in front of their eyes. And to have that validated and confirmed on paper, you know, it's um, at least we get, get to see that. Eh? Uh, so that's my thoughts on this topic. Uh, anyone, what haven't we covered today? Is there anything, what else was in the emails? Anything that we haven't discussed? Well, it was 3,000 3, pages of emails, so I'm sure there's lots more we could talk about, but I think those were the main points. I think I think we've covered the the main main stuff. Well, and it seems like almost this hubris too of like, well, you know, we were caught, whatever. We're going to continue to push our agenda against all odds. You know, it just the um, 
it's we're not really shocked, but I know people are shocked. I mean, just using the um, governor of New York as an example that essentially now we all know allowed the death of thousands of people and is still holding his position of power along with Gavin Newsom. And, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, I mean, I'm just speaking of the United States here, but it's almost like the picture is being painted that these people are above the law and they have a goal that they're trying to reach and they're going to push to all ends to get that goal completed, whether they're shown to be despicable, disgusting human beings with only malevolence in mind. Um, It's very revealing, I think, you know, that they're coming right out and saying it. This is what we're, this is what we did. You know, what are you going to do? We're still here. We're still running the show. The fact of the matter is that people are still, they're still doing it. It's kind of like when you go out on the street, people are all still wearing masks. They're all still social distancing. They're all still doing that kind of stuff. It's like a a revelation like this. If that doesn't get people to kind of scratch their heads and go, well, wait a minute, I don't actually need this thing anymore. What am I doing? It's. And I'm wondering if the mind programming, yeah, worked better than they had actually anticipated. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, it seems the way, and it's kind of like. It's it's almost like once people have been told something once once they've had something shoved down their their throats you know like this shock and awe kind of thing once they've been once they've started to believe that thing right it doesn't matter how much evidence they are given later on that that might be wrong it's like no they will stick to that belief. Mm-hmm. You know, we saw this playing out. I mean, this is like, it seems to be a common, just kind of part of the human condition, right? <laughs> is that we've seen this with many things over the past past few years where it's been really quite obvious. You know, for instance, they will um, uh, make a claim about some foreign nation. For instance, in Syria, right? There's... Uh, whatever it might be and and they use that as justification for sending troops to afghanistan wherever it is in the middle east and then later on a couple of months later they say oh well actually we found out that this this was wrong this we were wrong about this uh, media headline no one listens mm-hmm. no one <laughs> listens the only thing which sticks is the initial headline right it's, true. it's, it's like uh they it's like a, a rule it's like there's momentum built up from the from the get-go and then nothing really seems to, you know, interfere with that. Yeah, Yeah, it just kind of keeps on going. Yeah, once it's stuck there, it's stuck. And um, unfortunately, I've seen some people on social media who say that they're going to continue wearing masks. Yeah, they're going to continue wearing masks even after they've had the vaccine because it's the right thing to do. Yeah. And even when we could see mainline headlines saying... uh, Okay, masks are not only not effective, but masks are unhealthy. Masks are bad. They probably mm. still wear masks. Yeah, they right? do. So now it's become a political ideology. I mean, that's really where it's headed. And we talked about this probably a year ago when we had Joe Quinn on the show, mm-hmm. you know, that it, this, it's, it's an identifier. You're either with us or against us. It's like the 9-11 trauma all over again, you know. Mm-hmm. Or some a, people are saying that they will continue to wear masks so they won't be mistaken for a Trump supporter yeah. or yeah. something stupid like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So what does the Chinese say? You, may you live in interesting times. 
pretty interesting. <laughs> okay. Right. Well, we uh, we don't like Fauci. <laughs> That's pretty clear. And we've got good reason not to like it. Yeah. And we'll see what comes out over the next couple of months, uh, over the next couple of weeks even. Um, but don't be surprised if nothing changes. That's that's what I'd say. Uh, so if there's... Really, I have nothing else to add on the topic. Does anyone else have anything to add? Or can we call it a day today? I'd say we call it a day. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, um, yeah, thank you for tuning in. Uh, you can like and subscribe to our page or share it if you found this video helpful. Thanks to my co-host. Thanks to Damien. Um, Fauci is a criminal. See you next week. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.